not every day that a zookeeper went to prison for murder for hire. There are more captive tigers in the U.S. than there are in the wild throughout the world. Animal people are nuts, man. They're all crazy. I'm sure y'all got a story to tell. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Lucky Dog Podcast. This is your host, Elias Roush. This podcast is sponsored by EliasRoushMedia.com, photo, video, digital media production. Today we are discussing the Netflix documentary series, limited series, Tiger King 2020. Roughly five hours, 17 minutes total, uh, featuring a guy named Joe Exotic. Now, if any of this just sounds crazy enough on its face... Joe Exotic, this uh, big cat enthusiast. Um, I would definitely go check it out. There's a little bit of murder mystery. There's some very interesting characters. Animal rights heavily involved in it. It's it's a big amalgamation. So that's the short summary of it. If, uh, if documentary, crime, true docs, that kind of thing is your uh, speed, then definitely check this out. And come back to this review because I, uh, I, I kind of want you to go in there as cold as possible. So, I've only seen the first episode of Tiger King. Um, this is about a a big rivalry between big cat eccentrics take a dark turn when Joe Exotic, a controversial animal park boss is caught in a murder-for-hire plot. On this first episode, I'm just going to kind of run through this first episode of Tiger King real quick and what you're going to learn. I'm going to give you just some key facts about what I what I observed about this first episode, but overall, I'm going to say I'm hooked. We've got some fascinating characters. We've got a lot of interesting shots with this documentary. I'm always worried about when watching a documentary that there's not enough um, that there's not enough uh, shots or footage of whatever the topic is. There's plenty of uh, footage, at least in this first episode. It's not like 210 drone shots like the Michael Jackson documentary, or it's not a ton of reenactments like uh, some of these other crime, true crime docs or something like that. There's a lot of relevant recent footage. The editing from this, from a, a technical standpoint, I was I thought was pretty well done. This first episode is directed by, let me see, Rebecca Chaikin and Eric Goody. They're known for hmm, Racing Extinction, 60 Minutes. Um, let me see this. Oh, this is old. He's got a pretty, ex uh, pretty, ex Eric Good has, oh, oh, sorry. Eric Good has only directed Tiger King, but he's also known for being in Race Extinction and, you know, he's been in 60 Minutes. We also have, uh, Rebecca Shaken, Shacklin, is that her name? I don't know. I'm sorry if I was mispronouncing that. She is also known for all of Tiger King, but also she's been a director on Another World, Lockdown USA, Last Party, 2000, which I believe all of those are documentaries. Um, 
yeah, well, lockdown was on war on drugs. Last party is uh, about uh, the 2000 fil- uh, presidential election. Um, yeah, and another world. What, what was that about? Um, um, what would drive someone to drop everyone and move to the city of a lower Manhattan, fall into a greed? So it's about corporate greed and overlord, Occupy Wall Street. That's what another world is. So that's what these uh, directors are coming from real quick. So back to the story. Tiger fucking king. Um, this first episode, you meet Joe Exotic, the gun-toting operator of an Oklahoma big cat park. He's been accused of hiring someone to kill his chief rival, Carol Baskin. So this episode did an excellent job at ingraining us uh, within what this world is going to be. Um, We are introduced to uh, Joe Exotic. We find out a, a big chunk of his backstory. We find out his pride, his joy, the tiger's why he's somewhat, quote-unquote, obsessed with the Tigers and and likes being around the Tigers. We also find out um, that there are other, quote-unquote, big game enthusiasts, and they, um, they focus on some of the animal rights issues with regards of owning some of these massive uh, animals, specifically the Tigers. Now, that's when we are introduced to Carol Baskin. She is, uh, I guess, owner or founder of Big Cat Rescue. And so the thing about this documentary is we have not one but two very interesting individuals within the first 30 minutes. And they are extremely at odds. You understand their motivations and where they come from. Um, it's it's shown in a very cinematic way. I love watching these uh, beautiful animals. So... Um, you get two sides of the spectrum. You get uh, the animal lover, but there's also the animal rights activist. And so both of them are kind of juggling with how do you determine to... You don't want to commercialize the animals, but you need to make money in a way. And so, you know, owning these animals is obviously expensive as fuck and they go into real deep and uh, depth and detail about how some of the animals are kept and so that actually brings another big game enthusiast um called his name's doc antle i think his name is uh it's this guy in south south carolina myrtle beach which i was thinking oh shit have i been to this thing or something like that because i've been to myrtle beach and south carolina quite a lot um, when I was younger, before it got way too ratchet and whatnot, but um, I was like, whoa, you know, th- this guy's actually kind of close. So um, we were introduced to not one, not two, but three really interesting characters within, you know, the first 45 minutes. One being Joe Exotic, two being uh, Doc Antle, three being Carol Baskin. Each one of these characters are extremely rich with... Uh, uh, I don't want to say charisma, but they are very e- eccentric and they're different in how they are approaching um, taking care of these um, wild animals. And so I think from all perspectives of this um, documentary, this first episode is 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 wonderful. Um, let me see what else we got to talk about. Um, anything 
else. Yeah, the the editing, like I said, the um the editing in the first documentary, sorry, in the first episode of the documentary has been pretty good. Uh, juggling the difference of um, it, it, it's kind of comparing and contrasting how each one of them um, uh, behave around these animals and how they are reflected in real life. So, you know, they, they show like Big Doc, uh, sorry, they show uh, Joe Exotic and he, he seems to be the one that were, he, you know, he just loves the animals and he's kind of the more um, hands-on approach, I guess. Um, Carol Baskin, she, it's kind of hard to tell how she, um, mingles with the cats a little bit, but she seems to be much more of a, let them kind of do their own thing. You don't need to have them exposed, you know, um, in the same way that Joe Exotic and Big Doc are doing. But then we have Big Doc on the other side of the spectrum and Big Doc is kind of like the big shit on the street. You know, he's probably pulling in the most amount of money using using the animals for the most amount of uh, commercialism. Um, and, and each one of them are talking about, you know, don't commercialize the animals. Don't use them to make money. Don't use them to do all that. Don't exploit the animals. And it, I got to say that they all feel like somewhat hypocrites in a way. It's like, but I totally understand of needing to... If you're going to own these animals, you're going to have to fucking make money somehow. I mean, they we get some of the figures and the numbers in here. Um, the facts that we find out in this first episode are pretty fascinating. I, I think what they said is we have more anim more tigers cooped up in uh, America in cages or in zoos than there are tigers in the entire world. Is that true? I, I, I wasn't exactly... I have not gone and done any research on this, but um, the facts that they were talking about, like... Uh, Joe Exotic and his way of uh, in in and feeding animals annually versus Doc's Doc Antle the you know the big guy um, feeding his tigers ten thousand dollars I think he said a year for food per animal and I think Joe Exotic said he's down to three and it definitely seems like there's this um, counterbalance you know like Joe seems. Like the underdog, Doc seems like the, the the big guy on the street making the most money. And uh, Carol is the one kind of kind of in the middle because she's trying to point the finger at the other two people saying, you know, you don't, you're exploiting the animals, you're making, you're profiting off of them and there's these terrible things that are going to happen. And so um, by owning these animals, but yeah, it looks exact like that's exactly what she's going to do. So I'm kind of uh i don't know what to exactly think about this um first episode besides the fact that it's extremely interesting they have uh you know an amazing plot line the the story is what's is what's hooking me along with these fascinating characters um the story is relevant i, I mean it fast forwards us all the way up to joe being in his own sort of uh cage and which is, you know, kind of ironic, honestly, but, um, we don't exactly know what are the events that led Joe up to being put in, uh, jail. And I don't think we know how long he's going to be in there. If he's, if he's completely, um, you know, slam shut booked, is, is he in jail for the entire spectrum? I don't, I, for the rest of his life. I don't know. I, I got to watch the rest of the season. Um, let me th see anything else that I wanted to discuss regarding Joe Exotic. 
Um, I really didn't have too many cons about this. Uh, I was pleasantly surprised. The hour flew by. Interesting-ass characters. Uh, pretty dope. Sorry, dope. It's a pretty intriguing premise. And, um, yeah, it, it, it just seems like it's going to be a nice little uh, mini-series. Now, predictions? I don't... Do we want to do predictions for a documentary that technically we could just look up? But, I don't know, maybe. My prediction is this... This guy, after, you know, Joe Exotic is shown to have some some sort of aggression against Carol, not just Carol, it's against anybody that is trying to take away his uh, livelihood or his uh, tigers, because he considers them what seems like family. So, um, yeah, I, I don't think it's strictly personal with Carol. It doesn't seem like he just, like, hates women or something like that. I don't, I don't get that feeling from... The first hour of watching him, but it does seem that he has a big gripe against somebody, uh, even threatening to take his tigers. And so it's, uh, you know, I think he says something like it's going to be another Waco out here. And Waco, they they show past clips. I think they, like twenty plus people were involved in gun shoots, half dead or something. I don't something crazy out there. Oh shit, something crazy out there. Um, but uh. Yeah, I um I'm pretty fascinated by uh the majority of this. Um this character Joe Exotic is definitely going to be one for the books. I I'm curious which way we're going to land on this character, you know? Are we going to land with maybe he did it, maybe he didn't. I mean, him them showing him like shooting dummies and shooting the water out does not really bode well for him and buying 300 rounds of uh, uh you know, uh, rounds, buying 300 rounds and then talking about explosives and then intercutting it with, you know, Carol not feeling safe. There's definitely this level of uh, the director wants us to make it kind of look like maybe Joe is a little bit on edge, but I think that overall we're going to find out this guy's... Uh, if he did, I I don't know. It, it's it's hard to tell. I, 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 I really don't know at this point. He seems crazy enough that he might do it, but he also doesn't seem like he would he would ever do something that would take him away from his tigers intentionally. So, I don't know. It, it, I'm very much on uh, split decision on this one. But uh, thank you all for listening to the Tiger King uh, podcast. This is episode one. We're probably not going to go through all of the, pod, the, all of the episode because this is probably going to be really easy to just uh, binge. Um, yeah, I, I think that one thing to note about these two guys, the big game guys, the big cat guys, um, even Carol, maybe a little bit, they're all paranoid. Like maybe don't put yourself in this situation where you think you got to sleep with a gun underneath your uh, pillow. It just seems kind of extreme and and if you think you're in danger, I'm not sure if you would want to get a Netflix documentary. I, like, I don't know how much danger you think you're going to be in if, uh, you know, that's going to be happening. Um, now we all know if we, I don't know. But anyways, thank you for listening to Luck It All Podcast, episode one of Tiger King. Check out all the other Luck It All Podcasts. We'll probably do a roundup of this entire series, a season wrap up and we'll talk about the craziness that you know this has to offer um i'm really excited about 
you know, finishing this up, check out the Aftercast. We just recorded Aftercast number seven. Um, Aftercast is the behind the scenes um, of the Lucky Dog podcast. We talk about non-movie related things. My grandfather, my 97-year-old grandfather, joined me for the Aftercast number seven. And I wanted to ask him in a quick like 20-minute conversation, has the world ever just stopped like it has in the last two to three weeks and more or less a month for some people around the world? Um, you know, how in 97 years have, you know, I was asking my grandfather, have you ever experienced anything like that? And so check out Aftercast number seven coming down the tube. Um, I think that's a really interesting listen if you're want to hear a little, you know, slight history buff and learn a little bit about, you know, me and uh, my family, as well as uh, my, my grandfather and his experience of, you know, 97 years, he's seen a lot of shit. Like, I was like, you know, did this stop for the wars? And he's like, hell no. So um, I was like, wow, this is extremely unprecedented. And last last century it basically has never happened like this so and check out aftercast number seven we still uh i talked uh, about covid19 a little bit more in depth on uh the contagion podcast i just released the movie review for that and also did a retro review for outbreak 1995 kind of comparing and contrasting the action flick of 95 to the contagion you know quote-unquote docu-style uh virus movie and contagion so um check those two out and um yeah come on back for uh, tiger king the season finale review thank you for listening paypal.me slash the look it up podcast if you have any extra change it would absolutely help us at the studio keep the lights on if you are watching it you can currently see that it's kind of stuffy in here we might need to <laughs> Might need a, a buck or two to kind of push the wall back or something like that. But, um, you know, the the cash flow helps keep the lights on, um, especially in this uh, relatively difficult time. If you are in a tough spot and uh, your business is actually hurting um, during this quote unquote um, pandemic, you let me know. I, I want to um, add a couple of small businesses as advertisements on the podcast for a week or two just to kind of give you all some exposure and maybe um, help bring some business to your site. Um, but thank you for listening, watching Look It Up Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on YouTube for all the videos and podcasts early. I drop everything there early um, and generally drop the regular podcast on Tuesdays. So check those out. Thank you for listening to the Look It All podcast. Couldn't do it without you. Thank you, and take it easy. You're going to have to kill me to shut me up. This is my first album, I Saw Tiger. There's 28 songs and 16 music videos. I saw Tiger, now I understand. I saw Tiger, Tiger saw me.